You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio.
skies broadcasting live to billions of people. Camels on the streets tracking who we meet and call this liberty. I mean, we're going to start you at the very beginning, or, uh, April 19th, 1775, the day that uh, men and women stood together in ranks uh, in order to begin the process of gaining their independence from England. And we'll talk to you about the folks involved, who the players were, what they did, why they did it, what the outcome was, and what they had in mind for the nation down the road. <clears throat> On top of that, you'll get two solid uh, days of rifle safety, which uh, is one of the things that we're really, really good at. So how do you get to one of these events? Well, you can go to rwva.com. That's uh, rwva.org, rather. Let me repeat that, rwva.org. That's our homepage. On the homepage, you'll see a list of tabs across the top. The second from the left says Appleseed. Put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, you'll see Schedule. Click Schedule, and that will take you to the page that has a map of the United States on it. And then look at that map and uh, either click on the state you want to attend an event in, or in the uh, text above it, there's a hot link embedded in the text that says All States. That will give you a listing of all the events. That's if you're in... uh, you're living close to a border or in a state that has a, a smaller state that has a bunch of different states around it, then you can look and see all of the different events that we'll have in that area. 
So you can jump across the border and go to an event if there's not one that's occurring in your state. And every weekend of the year, we're holding events, two-day rifle marksmanship events, every weekend of the year within a reasonable driving distance of you. All right? So there's no reason you can't make one. There is – this isn't something – to be put on the list of someday I'll do such and such, someday I'll do this, uh, someday I'll do one of these, because we all know what happens to that list, and that is nothing ever gets done on it. You put this on the list of I'm going to do this this month. I'm going to go to an apple seed this month. Listen, it's the least expensive uh, form of rifle education that you can get in the United States today, the least expensive and the most comprehensive. So... Uh, there's not a better deal than that. On top of that, you're going to meet a great bunch of folks. Every time I look at uh, the folks gathered at an Appleseed event, I see the absolute best America has to offer, the best folks in the nation. So if you currently uh, have a bunch of uh, sorry friends and you're wondering why and why am I still hanging around with these guys, uh, these guys that are borrowing my tools and never bring them back, guys that don't want to go to uh, the shooting range with me and shoot. Uh, what, what am I doing with these guys? Well, <clears throat> come to an apple seed, get some better friends, drop the old ones. All right, That's what I did. I couldn't be happier. Uh, my friends now are some of the best folks uh, America has to offer, and uh, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be prouder of them proud of what they're doing. If you're looking for a way to get involved and make a difference in what's going on in the nation, I'm giving you the opportunity now. I'm not telling you that Appleseed is going to fix every problem in the United States because it's not. It's not what it's designed to do. What it's designed to do is to get you to understand that the responsibility for safeguarding the freedoms and liberties that living in this nation affords you falls on your shoulders. You are the one that is supposed to be uh, accepting the responsibility for maintaining and safeguarding the freedoms uh, and liberties of this nation. Uh, It's not for you to delegate to anyone else. It's for you to accept the responsibility and begin doing something about it. We can help you get started if you come to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event. We can make it easy on you, easy on your pocketbook, and easy for you to get to one. I told you how to find it. Now all you have to do is go there and register. As I said, don't do, don't put this on the list of things that you might do someday because you'll never go. You'll never do it. All right. Get rid of that hab, that bad habit of not doing the things that you know you should do. Replace it with saying, I'm going to go to an apple seed event. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to one this month. I'm going to go right now to rwva.org. I'm going to find an event. I'm going to, I'm going to find an event that I'd like to attend, and then I'm going to pre-register for it. I'm going to pre-register for it, and I'm going to go. I've been waiting long enough. I've got my uh, my new rifle that I want to learn how to shoot. I've got my grandfather's Garand. Uh, I've got my new AR. Uh, my wife, I want her to be able to shoot, and and. Personally, I don't want to have to deal with uh, trying to teach her or having her yell at me, so I'm going to hand that over to the guys at the Apple Tea Project. My kids, same thing. I told them that before they uh, before they leave the house, I'm going to have them up to speed with their rifle marksmanship. 
So I'm going to take them to an apple seed. I'm going to have the apple seed instructors there deal with them. And you know what? We will. We'll do it in a in a fantastic way that will make them feel like responsible individuals. We'll treat them like uh, young adults. And it may be the first time that they've ever been, tr- ever been treated like that, and it may be a life-changing event for them. Why do I say that? How do I know that? Because I've experienced it over and over. And it wasn't just my opinion that it happened. Uh, it was directly from the words uh, that the folks attending it sent me. The young men, the young women, they came to the events, and at the beginning of the events they were sitting uh, in a chair with their musical devices stuck in their ears with that look on their face like, why, why do I have to be here? And by the end of the day, their parents were only going to bring them for that one day because they knew that uh, their kids were not going to enjoy it and they were going to uh, try and leave, you know, before the event was over and then they certainly weren't going to come back the next day. And lo and behold, when I asked who's coming the next day, these kids are jumping up and down looking at their folks saying, can we come, can we come? I'm not making this up. That's what happens, all right? It's what happens when uh, when the young folks are treated as young adults, are given uh, a challenge to improve their rifle marksmanship, are given a goal, they meet and then exceed that goal. And the logical follow-on question is, what next? What goals can I set for myself next? What goals can I complete? That's what we do. We've gotten really good at it. <clears throat> All right. Uh Tonight's guest was supposed to be Sheriff Richard Mack, uh, but he called, I believe it was either yesterday or the day before yesterday, and said that he had the opportunity to speak to a group tonight, and it was going to, they, the group was going to be a gathering at the same time as the radio show, and I told him no problem. Uh, we were glad that he's coming on the show, and we'd certainly be able to work with his schedule. He's going to come on next week. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Sheriff uh, Richard Mack, he's a former Arizona uh, sheriff, and he is uh, he was a sheriff of Graham County, Arizona, and he's been. Uh, and this was in uh, let's see, I believe nineteen in the nineteen early nineteen nineties, and uh, he has always been an advocate and a crusader for freedom and individual rights. Now, he did that even while he was a sheriff, and he's uh, retired from law enforcement right now, and he spends his time on the road talking to folks about uh, the constitutional duties of the state's sheriffs, states' rights, and the state's sheriffs, which who are the, the highest law enforcement officer in the state, is the county sheriff. Their uh, their powers exceed those of all other law enforcement officers, including federal officers and uh, police. The sheriff is the highest uh, level of authority, constitutional authority, in the state. He's putting together a uh, a program, a cur- another current program that he's working on, which is the. Uh, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. You can find this at www. 
cspoa.org. All right? And you can find uh, Sheriff Mack's uh, website at www.sheriffmack.com. <clears throat> anyway, he's been doing a great job and and trying to make sure that that everyone understands that the government should exist to protect the freedoms of the individuals that it serves. All right? That's a very, very simple thing. The government should exist to protect the freedoms of the individuals whom it serves, not the other way around, that we are not supposed to be uh, the servants of an ever-expanding government determined uh, to narrow and whittle down our freedoms one by one. So please join us uh, this next Thursday, 17 Central, when Sheriff Mack will be our guest, and uh, and he'll give you a lot of great information. What such as what rights does the constitutionally act actually guarantee? Why it's important that we not allow our means of self-defense to be taken from us? Uh, what the dangers of giving government too much power are? Uh, what we can do to remain strong as individuals and families, so that we can remain strong as a nation. Uh, how to win the war on drugs, and what can the sheriffs do to protect us from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Now, he's written uh, a great number of books, uh, and uh, he's been speaking across the nation uh, to everyone who will listen. And I'm telling you, (coughs) Sheriff Mack isn't just a rabble-rouser, all right? He's trying to, to guide uh, the folks in the nation back to understanding that uh, the role of the state government uh, is as important and, and actually more important than the role of the federal government. He talks about constitutional law, state sovereignty, the right to keep and bear arms, drugs and border security. And uh, he's just a very talented guy, very smart guy, and a very down-to-earth guy. You guys are going, certainly going to enjoy uh, him on as our guest next week. And as always, if you have uh, if you have someone that you want to hear on the program, uh, then you can either send the information to me on how to contact them, uh, or if you want to talk to them and ask if they want to come on the show, that's great. Do that. Forward me the information, and we'll see about getting them on the show. We've got. Uh, uh, we got a long list, and I'll, I'll publish the list in, uh, I'll say, in the next week or so of uh, the upcoming guests. Uh, I've trying, been trying to get them all in in one line, in one order, uh, before I publish it, but I'll try and get it published for you guys this week. I'll post it <clears throat> on the forum and on Facebook, et cetera. And then you can always go to the blog talk, uh, uh, to the show there, to the uh Blog Talk Radio site, and uh, it should be posted there. Also, any of the shows that we've done over the last three years are archived there. So if you uh, if you'd like to listen to any of the shows, except for the, like the first year or so, okay, don't go back and listen to those because uh, <clears throat> I knew even less about what I'm doing than I do now, which is really hard to imagine. But uh, yes, it's true. All right, 
at the beginning of each of the shows, what we like to do is make sure that uh, we give you guys an opportunity to call in and give praise and congratulations, etc., to your uh, local crews, to the folks that have been doing a great job and uh, folks that you'd like to give thanks to. Maybe the, you've got a new uh, orange hat, somebody that just shot to Rifleman Standards and they've accepted their orange hat. Maybe somebody that just shot to Rifleman Standards. They've been working at it for a while and they finally got it. You want to tell them congratulations. Uh, somebody that's uh, uh, got their red hat or their uh, shoot boss hat or somebody that's been doing a great uh, job with your group in promo. doesn't even have to be an Appleseed member. It can be somebody that uh, has been helping you out or helping the program out. Now, tonight, the show is going to be a call-in show, and uh, so all through the, the night tonight, we'd like you guys to call in. You can call in at 347-308-8790, 347-308-8790, and I'm sure the, uh, I, once again, I can't, uh, I tried to download the most current version of uh, the Adobe Flash Player, and I couldn't get it to load up, so I guess I'm a, a version behind. Blog Talk is very uh, snippy about that. We don't have the most current version on. It doesn't want to load up the show, so I can't see in the chat right now. Hopefully it will load up in just a, a little while. <clears throat> Until then, I'll rely on the excellent services of our call screener, <clears throat> and uh, and he can uh, put the website out, out there and the telephone number for the show. And... Uh, also, the folks that have uh, uh, have related to me that they have a some type of a business or a uh, organization or something that they are starting up and that they would like for us to get the information about. If you're a uh, if you have some kind of a venture uh, that you're beginning and uh, and you would like us to mention it here on the radio show, we'll be glad to do it at no charge. I'll make sure that the blog talk folks know that I'm not. Uh, I'm not charging any money for this because uh, I haven't subscribed to the uh, what they call, uh, uh, I guess, monetizing the site. I haven't monetized the site, which means I don't, uh, I, I don't uh, put ads on there. I don't get any money for doing the show. Uh, I don't get any money from Appleseed. I don't get any money from Blog Talk. Nobody. That lets me uh, pretty much. Uh, <clears throat> Do what I do uh, without uh, owing anybody anything. All right. I would now. Sometimes I look back at it. I look at the number of uh, uh, downloads we've had on the show, uh, over a hundred thousand, and uh, I'm thinking maybe I maybe I went the wrong way. Maybe I should have uh, monetized this site, uh, <clears throat> but it's not. So I'm not getting any money for this. What I'm doing is any of the folks, any of our Appleseed brothers and sisters, if you guys are doing anything, any commercial thing, then we want to help you. All right, that's one of the things that we do. We stick together, we hang together, we help each other, we uplift each other. And if you've got, uh, if you have something that you're selling and I need it, then I want to buy it from you before I buy it from somebody else. And uh, uh, I played the full song of uh, Control from Poker Face tonight again because uh, Poker Face is, uh, was kind enough to give us some music uh, free of charge for our bump music there, for intro music. And they're a great, uh, they're a great musical group, and uh, they're all a bunch of, uh, of screaming libertarian types 
because I already talked to Paul. You guys have heard him on the show before. He's, he's not a libertarian per se. He's uh, he's his own individual uh, party type person, uh, but they have a lot of libertarian type beliefs, and uh, and they do a great job of spreading the message of safeguarding the freedoms and liberties across the nation during their tours and at their events and stuff. So www.pokerface.com, and don't be excited if you go there and you see some of the uh, the album covers and stuff like that. Give it a listen before you uh, before you get uh, freaked out and, and run away. <clears throat> and, uh, and listen to some of the music, and if you like it, then... Uh, then show that them, show them that you like it by purchasing uh, some of their music. Now we got several other folks too, and like I said, I can't see the can't see the chat right now, but I'm sure uh, the call screener usually does a good job of putting the names of the the folks in there that are uh, uh, that are asking us to do this, and we're glad to do it. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Taos Glock and Blue Feather out in New Mexico. The uh, they used their specialized uh, uh, doctor of jurisprudence degrees and business degrees uh, and everything else. Uh, they're extremely intelligent folks, so they know exactly how to make soap. They know the scientific makeup of it, uh, etc. They know the legal ramifications of making soap, and of course, I'm just giving them a hard time because. Uh, they're actually fantastic folks, uh, the salt of the earth folks, and uh, and they're doing everything they can to help safeguard the freedoms and liberties uh, that living this nation affords Americans. And they're devoting a huge amount of time to apple seed, and and they're seventh stepping, and they're doing everything that they can. I mean, these guys are are totally committed, <clears throat> and. Uh, and just to throw into the mix there, they make a fantastic handmade soap. I mean, absolutely fantastic. So, and I never, I've got to tell you, I never thought that I was a, uh, like a handmade soap or a frou-frou person. And I probably wouldn't have been, except that uh, Blue Feather was kind enough to stick uh, a stack of bars of soap in my bag uh, before I left, when I went up there to do an IBC in New Mexico a couple of years ago, well, it's more than that now. <clears throat> and uh, soap was absolutely fantastic. The only soap that I've found that I can use on my hands uh, in the winter to keep them from cracking to to pieces, and then uh, because they crack to pieces, and then I get oil and diesel in the cracks, and so my hands never get clean, or at least they look like they never get clean. Well, I use the soap that uh, that she gave me, and my hands don't do that. I wash my hands before I go out to work. I come back in at lunchtime. I wash them with the soap. I wash them in the evening with the soap, and my hands stay uncracked. All right. Now I know that uh, I know from talking to Sam D, who's also a New Mexican, that uh, she started making the handmade shaving soap too. And I'm not sure exactly what other uh, what other products she carries right now, but <clears throat> if you want to uh, to get in touch with her, you can just uh, Google uh, Blue Feather Soap, and uh, it'll take you straight to her. All right, uh, we've got several other folks that we have been uh, uh, working with, 
and uh, the call screener is going to put those into the uh, uh, into the chat too. Remember uh, Beth Schoenberg from the uh, Dairy Brownfield show. She has her own show now, and uh, if you are looking for a radio show to listen to, uh, you can tune into her new show. And uh, let's see, I'll have to you'll have to look in the chat for that. And as soon as it comes, <clears throat> as soon as it comes up. Uh, I will uh, read the website out to you, and then I'll post it on the show page on the on the forum so that you can see it. But uh, Beth Schoenberg is a uh, a great friend to the Appleseed Project, and uh, when she was uh, running the Dairy Brownfield Show, uh, she has us on there all the time to talk about the Appleseed Project. She talked about it when we weren't on there, uh, and she had uh, a, she always has great guests on her show, uh, dedicated to the same thing that, uh, the same kind of mission that we have, which is preserving the the rights and freedoms of American citizens. So <clears throat> listen to her show, and <clears throat> uh, we're going to talk to you in a few minutes about, uh, about some of the other folks. Uh, but as I said, tonight uh, we're going to open the phones up. So everybody that would like to call in, this is your chance to call in. And uh, I've been with the Appleseed Project since just about the beginning. And uh, uh, I think I maybe missed one shoot. And uh, and go ahead, go ahead. And uh, I've been with the steering committee, the master instructors. Uh, the uh, advisory boards. I've been at, at the uh, in the administrative part of it uh, ever since the beginning. Uh, so I know about all of the policies and the programs and the reasons that things were done, uh, and I know about our history. And uh, there, there's not much that I that I'm not aware of uh, that's been going on in the program. So if you have any questions about uh, the history of the program, how it got started, uh, any of the policies, procedures, et cetera, anything like that, you guys are welcome to call. If I don't know the answer, uh, I'll find it out for you. <clears throat> but you guys are welcome to call and ask any questions. I'd ask, what I'd like for you to do first, though, is call in to give the folks uh, that uh, or in your local crews to give them thanks for the job that they've been doing. So we'll start taking those uh, calls right now. Uh, first call here is uh, uh, Kirk Spitzdickler. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Scout. How are you doing? No, I'm just dandy. How about yourself? Well, I I came across something today, and I thought it would be a good question uh, for the audience here. And I'm all pointing. Right. I came across it on Facebook, and this is uh, Top Shot on History posted on their wall. If those of you aren't familiar with Top Shot, it's the uh, they've had a marksmanship program on national wide TV for the last couple of years. And, right. You know, don't often recommend uh, folks watch a lot of TV, but you ought to check this out. But anyway, so they posted a question. It says, which one of history's top shots, superior marksmanship, played a key role in the battles of Saratoga? It says, find out here, and it has a link. And, of course, as an Appleseed person, 
you know, you don't need to click on the link to answer that. So I was just hoping <laughs> that, uh, and I'll post the link here in the chat, that uh, I'd encourage anyone that's listening to go answer the question over there on their page. It'll be a great way to do a little easy seven-stepping so all these folks that follow Top Shot on the History Channel on Facebook get to see uh, Appleseed showing up and putting in their two cents. All right, well, don't post it in the chat yet. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll let somebody whoever whoever knows the answer to that can call in. The first person that calls in with the answer to that, we'll uh, we'll send them a uh, uh, well a couple of uh, free apple seed certificates that they can uh, use to get folks, uh, one of their buddies, uh, to attend an event. And uh, if you're a uh, uh, if you're already a member or a shoot boss or something like that, well, you can still send it to you. You can still uh, give it to uh, uh, to somebody that you would like to give it to to get them to attend an event. So, and this is also a this is a project that uh, that Kirk Spitzickler and I have been talking to about for a while. And uh, what we'd like for you guys to do is start looking around and uh, seeing if we can't use our free certificates to Appleseed as currency to start buying promotion on the radio. What I mean by that is <clears throat> if you give uh, if you give uh, the radios a free certificate, you say, hey, listen, I want to give you guys some free certificates. <clears throat> so you should always take them because, uh, you know, uh, it's going to increase their listenership. If you're, they're giving away stuff, then more people listen because they want to get some free stuff. Well, they, in order for them to give away a free certificate to Appleseed, they got to explain what it is. So uh, start looking around. See if you can find some radio stations uh, around there that uh, are willing to uh, to give away these free certificates, you know, by explaining what they are on the air and giving it to folks uh, who call in to answer whatever questions they have, all right? Check with your local uh, talk show radio folks. Uh, find some that are like constitutionally oriented or uh, historically oriented, and there's a lot of them. And uh, uh, email them or call them and see if they would, uh, if they'd be willing to uh, give away uh, some, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten uh, apple seed free certificates uh, in exchange for talking about us on the radio show. All right. <clears throat> okay. Listen. Uh, while we're talking about this, go ahead and tell folks uh, about what we were talking about the other day, uh, Kirk, about getting – when you're talking about the top shot, and what is that? Is it on the Learning Channel, the History Channel, or what is that? Yeah, it, it's on the History Channel, and uh, what it is is they uh, put out uh, – you know, people – it's kind of like Survivor a little bit without quite as much drama, <laughs> I guess. I never really watched Survivor, but uh, – they have all these people come on the show, and then they give them all these challenges, a wide range of challenges that they test the marksmanship on, and every week someone gets bumped off until only one person's left. So Right, and we've had a lot of Texans uh, on top shot so far. Yeah, and uh, uh, one of the guys out in California was actually on the show, one of the uh, instructors in training, Jamie Franks, who is an Apple right. Right, and he's uh, in the Appleseed. He's uh, attending Appleseed, and so we've got a lot of folks 
out across the nation in all different areas that uh, we're starting to, to leak into with Appleseed folks. And uh, you were talking about getting uh, putting together some kind of a, and we still haven't figured it out. I haven't anyway. You may have already figured it out. You're good at that. But for figuring out a way to uh, get all of the uh, Top Shot guys uh, to some kind of an event that we have that we can uh, we can use to spread the word about Appleseed. Yeah, hopefully we can get that worked out. Um, I've talked to at least a couple of them here, and I know Pop has been talking to uh, Dustin Ellerman, who won this last season, who lives over in East Texas. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, we can get something worked out, and, you know, it could bring a, bring a lot of new eyes to the program that maybe haven't uh, heard of it before or, Maybe they've seen it a couple of times and didn't think much about it, you know, but it's funny how these, if it's on TV, it's, uh, you know, it must be important, so maybe they ought to pay attention to it. All right, and listen, guys, and I, and I know you're going to hate me for doing this, Kirk, but i got to do it. So uh, you guys that are, uh, the, we still have the Billboard Project is still running, okay? So if you guys are ready for a billboard in your area, then uh, – uh, get it okayed with Fred to get it a billboard. And once you've done that, uh, if you need some specific art for, artwork for it, then talk to uh, myself and to Spitstickler on the forum. Now he's got a regular job. Uh, actually, it's not a regular job. It's like uh, it's like two or three forty-hour-a-week jobs rolled into one week. But uh, he can usually still fee- find some time to help you with getting your artwork ready for the billboard. He already has a bunch of uh, ready-to-go-up ready to, ready to go up artwork for billboards. So if you're ready for a billboard in your area, get it okayed by Fred, then talk to Kirk and myself, and we'll get you set up with a billboard in your area, okay? Yep. I know I know, I know. know you're telling me thanks right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm glad to help out. The part that, uh, that really the hard work comes with uh, – talking to the company, lining up everything, and, you know, getting the funding done, and then send me the artwork specs, and I can do the do the rest of it. But. Right, and we've got the, I've got the, uh, uh, the, the chat and the spiel for the, uh, the billboard company's already done and worked out, too, so <clears throat> it shouldn't be that hard of a project, just, uh, if when you're ready, like I said, talk to, uh, talk to Fred, and then get in touch with uh, Kirk and I, and we'll get you set up with the artwork, and uh, we can hold your hand through the process of getting it put up and getting it running in your state, all right? So be thinking about doing that. <clears throat> uh, and uh, I want to tell you thanks, Kirk, because you've done a great deal of work, uh, of the artwork for the Appleseed Project. The trifolds that you guys see that you hand out and stuff, that's uh, Kirk's project that he put together. Absolutely beautiful. I think it's the best uh, form of uh, promotional materials that we have. It's absolutely fantastic. It's the right size. You can put a, uh, a, a whole stack of them in your back pocket. Uh, when you go out somewhere, uh, get yourself a, uh, uh, a box of 500 business cards from Vistaprint. You can get the uh, cheap generic cards for about uh, 10 or 15 bucks for 500 of them and uh, staple that card with your contact information in it into the trifold, and then hand those out. And, uh, you know, 
they, it's just a uh, a very well done piece of work, Kirk, and we really appreciate uh, the time and effort you put into it. Well, you're welcome. You know, I'm just trying to do my part. So yeah, and you are like everybody else. <laughs> and you said that you were getting ready for the uh, Pecan, Pecos Run and Gun next year. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll be seeing I, you there. I'm actually, <laughs> and I know I'm, you've got uh, you've got the DFW uh, shoot this weekend, right? Yeah, I want to invite everybody to come out to the inaugural uh, event at Quail Creek at the new DAR that they bit, they built for us. Uh, we're going to go put the backers up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, unfortunately, it's already sold out. So yeah. You'll have to you'll have to get uh, get in line for the next one, but uh, yeah. But you guys did a great job there, Kirk. You, Lauren, Andrew, and I want to thank the folks uh, at Quail Creek Shooting Range there in DFW too, because they were so impressed with the the program and the instructors that they went ahead and they built a complete range uh, for the Appleseed Project so that uh, they could hold events there uh, every month, because we sell out every time we go there. Uh, they're, they're behind what we're doing. They understand that uh, it's a needed uh, project, and uh, they did. I want to thank them for donating the time and effort and money, because it costs money to do stuff like that, uh, to build a dedicated range for Appleseed, because they, they'd given us a range down beside the handgun range. But I tell you, Every time I was there, there were two or three dirty Harrys right on the end and uh, blasting away with uh, 44 Magnums and 357s, and it was it was very painful to do uh, the instruction, let alone tell the story while this is going on. So I really appreciate uh, them doing that. <clears throat> yeah, Chris and Hank are great guys. They've been very supportive of the program from the beginning, and you know, uh, you're saying thank you. Andrew and Lauren are, you know, d- did all the groundwork at this range and pretty much got everything up and running. And the rest of us are just kind of trying to help them out as as much as we can. So thanks, Double L. All right. Our box. All right. Got anything else you wanted to add in before we uh, switch over? I got some of the callers I'm going to get on. Yeah, no, get them on, Scout. I want to hear the answer. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll take another caller. Remember what? Now, give them the question one more time. All right. Well, my wife's got the vacuum running inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially um, which marksman of one of the battles of Saratoga, uh, I can't remember exactly how it went, but uh, second, it, you should know, second battle of Saratoga, who's the marksman that made the difference? Exactly. All right. So the second battle of Saratoga, there was a marksman asked to do something, and he did it. And it uh, it pretty much changed the course of the battle, and thereby uh, helping to alter the course of history. So who was he, and what did he do? All right, Kirk, thank you, and uh, and I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm just going to uh, to put you back in the queue, and uh, okay. and. Uh, uh, if you want to say something, as a matter of fact, I'm just going to leave your mic open in case you want to say something else for now. All, All right. right, and uh, and then uh, uh, we're going to bring on Antibellum. Antibellum, welcome to, welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Scout. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing just great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Well, first off, you got anybody that uh, in your local cruise that you'd like to say thanks to? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for doing this every single week. You are always here every week, no matter whether or not we show up every week. So thank you. <laughs> the show must go on. Absolutely. So you do a great job. Thanks for doing that. Well, thank you. Um, I do want to wish luck to a potential new Red Hat this weekend. HQ is doing her instructor PC in Atlanta, Indiana this weekend. So I don't know if she's listening or not, but I wanted to wish her luck. She'll be great. Well, but no luck. No luck. We don't We don't wish for luck. people luck. Right. We, we wish for skill. Absolutely. And she's skill got it. Skill from so. luck every time. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to uh, welcoming, her, welcoming her into the ranks uh, of the Red Hats and letting her take her seat in the Red Hat Council uh, in her state. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how's and, uh, things going with you and uh, uh, and your co-instructor there? Yeah, Rimshot and I are doing well, keeping busy here in Indiana. So, you to finish out the year strong and then hit 2012 running. Yeah, and Ed has already talked to me about uh, you guys in Indiana. So, from what I understand, Indiana is going to jump to the very tops of the ranks uh, of the Appleseed Nation uh, by running 180 shoots next year. What? Nobody told me about this. 180, huh? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it's 120, but it's just 180 <laughs> just sounds so much better. It does sound great. So we'll just annex Texas and pretend you're part of Indiana and count your shoots then, too. There you go. Well, I know you guys are going to do a great job, and 120 is a great number to shoot for. And can you imagine if every state said, all right, we're going to we're going to double what we're going to do. We're going to cross over uh, 100 shoots. So we'd be running 5,000 shoots. So say that at those 5,000 shoots, we only did uh, – we only did – uh, ten people. We're still talking about running fifty thousand people uh, through the uh, through it with just ten at a time. Uh, if you put in twenty, we're talking about a hundred thousand people. So uh, you guys are setting uh, a great example there in Indiana, and Indiana has always been a strong performer and a strong leader in the program. And Illinois is right there beside you. Indiana and Illinois are, are both going to be. Uh, really powerhouses in the coming coming year, and we're looking forward to the success of you guys and your events. Yeah, well, well, thank you. We have a great state coordinator, Yellow House Jake, does an amazing amount of work. So I don't even know how anyone can keep up with him, and that certainly helps uh, keep Indiana on the right track. All right, and what do you have, what's your next event coming up? Well, this weekend, Indiana has Atlanta and Crawfordsville and Evansville. So um, I think I'm going to be in Crawfordsville on Sunday. I uh, just sent a PM to Rimshot, and uh, he's going to be in Atlanta on Saturday and Crawfordsville on Sunday, but he probably doesn't know that yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He does now. (laughs) Yeah, now he does. So, uh, yeah, we have a good weekend coming up well great and you and rimshot are still 
last I heard, of course I heard it because you were down here in Texas. Uh, last I heard, you guys were not just uh, you weren't just in Indiana. I mean, you guys had been out on the road to the surrounding states, all across the nation. You guys have a have been traveling quite a bit, right? Um, yeah, I've hit quite a few states in the past year. Um, I've definitely been blessed to meet some great people in Michigan. Um, went up to visit Wisconsin again. Illinois is always an easy one for me to get to. Um, went to check out Kentucky, and the big trip this summer was to Arkansas, so some good people down there. And listen, I'm going to tell you guys, too, that that having uh, your significant other as your uh, co-traveling partner is a great deal because uh, you don't have to uh, you don't have to get uh, you know uh, your hotel room with some other smelly person or something. You you have your loved one right there with you, and you guys aren't uh, you're not split up going in different directions during the weekends and stuff. You actually get to travel around the United States, and uh, I'm not going to say that it's uh, that it's glamorous because I've traveled around quite a bit doing shoots, and I'll tell you right now that usually all I see is a hotel room in the range, uh, <laughs> and then anything I happen to drive by on the way to the range. Other than that, it's, you don't have a whole lot of chances to uh, to see other stuff. But uh, you can usually you can uh, take like I think the Sunday night I think, and there was a program. I don't know if it's still running, but there was a program that. After you did a certain amount of shoots, that uh, that the boss would pay for, uh, like an additional night or something for you and your spouse. So, but still, uh, I think it's great that you guys are doing this because it gives you a chance to uh, to travel together. And I know you're both. Of you guys are very passionate uh, about the project, and you do an excellent job. And uh, it must it's really rewarding to be able to do that with your with your significant other. So it, it really so is. It, it's really nice to uh, have that. Yeah, thank you. You know, we love doing it, and we absolutely believe in Appleseed and well, you know, to get the message out and wake up Americans. So we'll keep right. at it. Keep working. All right. Anything else you want to get out? Um, Any nope, other thanks that you want to give out to but, anybody, or you know, really just. You know, big thanks to the Indiana crew. Everyone's really jumped in and done a fantastic job this year, and uh, we're going to ask even more of them for 2012, but it'll be another good year. All right. Well, thank you, Andy Bellum. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And I will, uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'm just going to keep leaving you guys on. You can hang up whenever you want to, but let's keep leaving you guys on. Just don't start shooting or anything in the background. I'm going to bring <laughs> on uh, Chris. Uh, he wanted to talk about Top Shot. Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing, brother? Oh, pretty good. You know what time of the year it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, well, good skill on uh, on taking your folks out. Uh, this is Old Grunt from Oklahoma. He's been with the program for quite a while. He's a very good friend of mine, and uh, I love having him around, except uh, except for five o'clock in the morning uh, at boom boot camps. That's the only time I don't like Chris, and uh, uh, because he likes to get up and uh, and yell reveille and uh, and uh, stand at attention uh, in his skivvies out in the field there in the cold, and 
but he's a great guy. But this time of year, Chris is uh, uh, a guide, and so he's nonstop uh, guiding hunters out there in Oklahoma. And uh, you've been working a great deal. Uh, Are you still working with the – yeah, I elaborate if shooting me. I would I would elaborate if you'd let me. <laughs> All right, go go ahead, Chris. I'll stop talking. You can start. Okay, well, like always in Oklahoma, there's something going on in the shooting world, and uh, Appleseed's always got a part to play in it. At least here in this state, I've had an opportunity to do several things this year. SWAT National was one of them. So there's people from Portugal, Germany, all over Europe that got to hang out and. We traded patches, so by the time the event was done, my Appleseed jacket was just a jacket. They took my patches from me because they wanted them, so Appleseed patches are in Europe right now. <laughs> well, if there's any you need you can't get, just shoot me a, shoot me a uh, email. I'll send them to you. I need a Texas rocker, please. Okay, in- you got them. I'll, I'll send you some. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> back to the top shot thing that Kurt was elaborating on talking about earlier is that there's been three seasons. It's getting ready to be the fourth. I don't know exactly who's on it yet, but for the last three seasons, there's been somebody that's either been to the Appleseed, shot an Appleseed, or known somebody from the Appleseed. So the producers all know about the program. And uh, we've talked with both Chris Collins and some of the other guys throughout the other seasons that if we could get somebody, preferably a female, that would go ahead and apply towards the show, we could pretty much guarantee they'd get a, a casting call for that because – they are aware of the Appleseed Project, and this last episode, my name got brought up a couple times because the guys from the school were actually on the show this time around, so it's kind of neat to see the Appleseed has grown since I've been around, because I'm thinking it's almost 2000, late 6, early 7 that I've been around the program, and I haven't been able to do the magnificent things that you guys do, but I try and play my little part that I can for the program. Well, how are you doing physically? Uh uh, well, we they went ahead and uh, issued me some more feet for my. They had to make custom stuff for my feet, and I'm still having to use that leg brace on the right side. And I can't get up and run or anything. But as far as being on the ranges, I'm getting an opportunity to do that. And uh, I guess the guys down south, they're going to me to come see them. And I know it's time for me to have a refresher RBC for sure because it's been a while since I've been on the line. So it wouldn't hurt to come hang out in your backyard for a couple of weeks. Well, I'd love to see you. And listen, it's uh, just about Veterans Day, and uh, sure. we want to give uh, we want to give all of our veterans uh, thank yous, and including you, Chris. For you, those of you who don't know that uh, Chris was a veteran, and uh, he spent uh, some time overseas in uh, the Middle East and uh, in the service of the United States, and uh, and he managed to get himself. Uh, uh, blown up and shot the rag dolls and we certainly wish him the best we do wish you the best you're in my prayers uh, chris and i hope you continue uh, to heal from that and uh but it hasn't stopped you because uh, uh you're still you're still going uh 100 miles an hour and like i said i know that you're getting ready for the season when matter of fact it starts uh this weekend for you right last week it started September 1st uh, for what we do. We started it in September, so there's a lot of guys that have done a lot of bow hunting. Right, a lot right. of Yeah, a lot of good black powder hunting, and we've got another week and a half before rifle starts. And There's 11 tags to fill, and it won't take that long to do it. 
All right. Do you guys have a uh, uh, the special youth uh, weekend? Is that before or after the season? I'm here in Texas. It's after the season. We've already we've got two of them. We've got one in each season. In other words, early bow, early black powder, early rifle, and uh, they've already done the the youth uh, rifle early. But then they've also got other controlled hunts that landowners that are letting other uh, kids get on there with and not be towards their combined total for the tags for the years. But Oklahoma is real liberal, and so is Louisiana. We pretty much can do whatever we want as long as we – and we don't have to tag them anymore. We just go on the Internet, put in our name, and then that's how they tally it anymore. We don't even have to do paper tags anymore. I didn't know that uh, Oklahoma was a liberal state. Well, when it comes to shooting the deer, not <laughs> the animals, they let us pretty much do whatever we want. I'm just giving you a hard time. Now, you guys remember what Chris just said especially you females, because uh, he just said that you're almost guaranteed a casting call. So all of the, uh, the females, now listen, you've got to be a rounded out shooter, okay? Because if you guys haven't seen Top Shot, uh, they're going to ask you, you're going to, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that you've got to do. I think I've seen them swinging from ropes and shooting and throwing knives and hatchets and bows and arrows and you name it, they're doing it, handguns, rifles. But if you have a, a really good uh, foundation, uh, rock-solid foundation, rifle marksmanship, then you're already well on the way because there's a lot of rifle marksmanship. But if you guys, uh, any of the females that are listening, uh, and you think you have what it takes, then uh, then get in touch with them. You can get in touch with uh, Chris. I'm sure he can help guide you through it. He's old, uh, old grunt on the forum. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and send him a PM, and he can help you get started. And... Uh, it would be great if we had a female apple cedar that uh, they ended up on the show. So, and if they came to Texas, it would be even better because they've got a guy there in that state that if they're not a rounded-out shooter, he can sure make sure, and that's Alonzo. Anybody who takes a course from Alonzo is going to learn more in just how to manipulate that, that, that system of whatever they're using. Alonzo well, you know what? I, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because I just happened to have – uh, Mark Alonzo on another line because I wanted to, I wanted to congratulate him on the on the job that he is doing, uh, not just here in Texas. Mark's been with the program for quite a while now, and uh, he has been an absolutely fantastic instructor. He has gone, I mean, uh, he's, he's given a hundred percent, and not just in Texas. He's branched out to help get the program started in Louisiana. Uh, he's been to. Uh, 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 Oklahoma and uh, I believe Arkansas and uh, he's been all over the uh, United States uh, running uh, apple seed events and uh, and working and getting the message out and he's done an absolutely fantastic job of that so let me bring him on the show right now uh, Mark welcome to the show hey Mike how are you thanks for having me hello to OG hello. too <laughs> and thank you Mark for for all that uh, you've been doing uh, for the program. And let me say something else, too, that uh, uh, just like uh, just like Chris was saying, Mark doesn't just, uh, he doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. He, uh, he recently, Mark and I went out to uh, West Texas for the Pecos Run and Gun of the Sun, which is a very demanding uh, event, and Mark placed in the top ten there. Uh, he just got through.
Missouri with another event, a three-gun event. Uh, where was that at, Mark? Uh, that was in San Antonio, Texas. In San Antonio, Texas. And uh, he finished first uh, in his uh, category. Uh, and uh, and that's uh, no, no small feat. He uh, finished first in the uh, three-gun challenge there. And uh, he's been instructing rifles, uh, handguns, combat carbine, shotgun. He has uh, well over a thousand hours of uh, paper and, and courses. And uh, and Mark is also a veteran, so uh, happy Veterans Day to you. Mark and I were uh, at different times. We were in the same uh, long-range reconnaissance patrol unit and. Uh, and one last thing is that uh, uh, Mark Alonso and myself uh, have uh, – we're now offering courses to a company we started called Battle Road. And uh, and we're teaching uh, rifle marksmanship, uh, handgun, uh, combat carbine, shotgun, you name it, we're teaching it. We've got a, a course coming up this weekend. Mark, tell us a little bit about, uh, about what the folks uh, – that are coming this weekend are going to learn. Okay. Well, first let me clarify. I haven't been to Oklahoma, to Appleseed, or Arkansas, but I've been to Louisiana a lot. And uh, earlier when y'all mentioned Louisiana being a liberal state, before y'all clarified that, I was thinking, man, I know some folks over there who are probably hot. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was taken care of, so I'm sure they understand. But uh, in Louisiana, you know, I have to say, I've kind of passed the torch over to uh, Steve McPeak. That guy and Pop are pretty much running that state. So if anybody out there is listening who lives in Louisiana or near Louisiana, get with those two guys because they sure do need some help. Uh, As far as Battle Road goes this weekend, you're right. We're going to be doing the uh, rifle, shotgun, and a handgun. But when I was coming up with these lesson plans, I was thinking, you know, for me, what's most important is is getting people up to speed first on their handguns. You know, I've been a police officer for, uh, well, next month will be 20 years. And I've seen a lot of good people get hurt by a lot of bad folks. And I'd much rather uh, get them up to speed with handguns because many states have the CHL, a concealed carry license. And we are one of them, thank God. And that's what we're going to be focusing on, at least for probably for the first six months, is getting everybody on uh, the same sheet of music and trying to get folks off of that uh, target shooting mentality, off of that uh, linear-type range where your target is always in front of you. And as you know, we're working on your property, and we uh, have our 360-degree range under construction right now, so... Anywhere you go in the nation, that's pretty darn hard to find. Is some place where you're going to walk into and you're going to have targets behind you, to your sides, in front of you, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just looked at. I went out there today. Look, the equipment is still working out there, and they have the the vehicle defense bay is just about finished. That's where we'll have a a vehicle uh, inside a uh, uh, completely enclosed uh, bay. So that you'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to give you instruction on how to uh, defend yourself from your vehicle. If you're in your vehicle and you uh, and you need to uh, use your uh, firearms to defend yourself, we're going to be uh, we're going to be teaching that. 
And just like Mark said, we've talked about this a lot, and there are a lot of folks out there that teach a lot of different courses, and a lot of times the course is uh, – I'm not going to talk about anybody else's course. I'm just going to tell you this, that we spend a lot of time talking about what really happens uh, when you're involved in a situation that requires the use of your firearm. And what we're going to be showing you is uh, is what really what you really – uh, need to know and how you really need to react uh, in the event that you have to use your firearm to defend yourself. So uh, the courses have really been tailored uh, to a real-world uh, aspect of firearms use. Yeah, very much and, so. Uh, like I said, over the years I've been very fortunate to where I guess since pretty much 1996, I've had access to go to all types of different schools. A lot of the instructors were from overseas, you know, English guys, South African, Israeli. And I've spent a lot of time doing this stuff, and I've got to see what works and what probably doesn't work and pick and choose and modify to suit what I believe is, is going to be effective. And it's been a, a very long road to get all this stuff together, but I believe I it's it's we have it down, and people will benefit from this. Well, I completely agree. To, this weekend we'll be teaching the level one and level two uh, handguns, but we also offer a basic course, which is a four-hour course, just to uh, if you if you don't have a lot of skills. Uh, with your handguns, and uh, we've got a basic course of four hours that can help you get up to speed. We'll have level one and level two, which uh, uh, once again are going to teach you uh, the uh, uh, the in level one, the basics of drawing from concealed. Uh, and go ahead and give the the rundown of what uh, level one, level two is going to be this weekend, Mark. Well, level one is going to be uh, starting off. Getting uh, everybody online, and we're just going to begin firing our pistols, working with a proper grip, something that you would get in most basic classes. And we're going to fire and engage our targets with maybe one round. We're going to continue to go on and do that, and eventually by the end of the day, we're going to be moving offline and engaging what our standard is, three to four rounds per second. Uh, a lot of ranges, as you know, don't allow that. Uh, the range, I, uh, my home range here in Crosby, Texas, Rapid fire is considered one round uh, every three seconds, right? One round every 60 seconds, yeah. So, you know, you can't fire like that, and you can't draw from your holster. And what we're going to be doing is virtually all of our firing will always begin from a concealed position. And uh, that's pretty much where level one is going to end is when we finally build everybody up to getting three to four rounds per second. Level two, we're going to practice a little bit of what we did in level one, but we're going to have a lot more shooting and getting offline. And once all the shooters are good to go, getting offline as they draw to get away from the threat, we're going to start incorporating some movement. The movement I uh, I believe works, that's worked for us out on the street, is, you know, I vary from some other folks. I, I'm not one for the slow, methodical moving to the side, to the side, backing up, or whatever. That would be extremely hard to do when somebody's firing live rounds at you. 
So I like a good, quick movement, a quick running, and when you fire, that's when you're going to plant your feet and you're going to engage. And you may not always have that perfect stance, but that's something you got to deal with. Uh, another good thing about your property as well is our shooting lanes are going to be about 12 feet wide so we can get that proper movement versus right. going to somewhere else where you're stuck in a lane maybe three or four feet and, you know, you have an instructor tell you, well, what you really would do is this, but since we're at this range, you can't do that and just stand right here and draw. We're going to be out here and we're going to actually be doing that. And it's going to be somewhat physically demanding because our shooters are going to be pretty much running and getting out of the way. Right. Uh, we're going to be do, able to do a lot of stuff that uh, that you can't do it in most ranges. And we'll also offer uh, level three courses, which is more movement and uh and includes uh, uh, clearing your uh, clearing your home, clearing rooms and bedrooms and stuff like that. And we also have uh, uh, other courses that we're we're working up right now, including the uh, uh, women's only courses. One of the women's only courses is going to uh, take women, and uh, we'll show you how to uh, uh, to get out of restraints, zip ties, uh, duct tape, rope. Uh, handcuffs, stuff like that, uh, then teach you uh, uh, some very quick, basic uh, self-defense moves in hand-to-hand, and then get you to fire at uh, targets under a stressful situation so that you can get some inoculation to stress and also give you an introduction to the different types of firearms there are, like uh, handguns and shotguns and rifles and stuff, so that whenever you see a a shotgun, you'll at least uh, have some of the basic knowledge of how to uh, how to load it, how to see if it has a round in it, how to fire it. The same thing with the pistols. We'll try and give you a basic uh, understanding of the different uh, firearms so that you're not looking at it uh, trying to figure out how, to, uh, how it even works. And uh, if there's any more, uh, if you have any questions, you're welcome to contact uh, myself or, uh, or Mark Alonso, Alonso1 on the forum. And uh, you can, what's the, uh, what is the website, Mark? BattleRoadUSA.com. That's it, BattleRoadUSA.com. And uh, we're also working up some events ourselves. We should be having, they should be appearing uh, probably right about this time in uh, 2012, where we'll be running events uh, like three-gun events and like the Pecos Running Gun in the Sun uh, we'll be running those type of events ourselves where we'll be moving from station to station. Uh, you'll be negotiating uh, uh, obstacles. You'll be doing this under a, a time limit, and you'll be scored on the time it takes you to complete the course and on your marksmanship abilities uh, at each of the stations. So keep checking for that. Is there uh, anybody that you wanted to thank, Mark? Well, you and everybody out there who's serving or has served, you're right, it's Veterans Day. Uh, thank you all very much. All the folks out there working really hard in Appleseed, and like I said, uh, especially the folks in Louisiana. Every time I think I've been on the show, I haven't been on lately, but I keep mentioning Louisiana because I, I've become really good friends with Steve McPeak, and they are running with a skeleton crew out there. And it's a it's a good place. Appleseed is hot over there, but they need some help. So if you're in Louisiana, around Louisiana, or heck, you just want to go to over there for some good food and Appleseed, sign up and help those boys out. That's right. Same thing with Arkansas. 
Arkansas is just getting started, and they could use some help there too. So any of you folks that are listening and you would like to see the great states of Louisiana and Arkansas, they could certainly use you over there. Uh, be sure and contact the uh, the state coordinator for uh, Arkansas and uh, for Louisiana and see if you can't, uh, you know, plant your feet in those states and help them get started, get their program up and running. All right. Thanks to you, Mark, for uh, the work that you've done there in Louisiana. And uh, let's see, Alex, I don't know if you got dropped or if you just hung up, but Alex had called in and said he had the answer to the question. So you're welcome to call back, and I'll take you uh, next, Alex, if you want to. Uh, uh, I guess I could ask you, Mark, if you uh, – well, I can't ask you right now because uh, I think Alex was on before you, so I need, I need to give him a chance to answer the question first. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I will see you this weekend, Mark, I guess t- tomorrow sometime, right? Yeah, I think I'll be pulling in your place around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, and uh, thank you for what you're doing with the program. Like I said, Mark and just – He's not just talking the talk. He's walking the walk. He uh, he shot with. Uh, uh, let's see. Did you you didn't shoot with the? Yeah, you did. You shot with the uh, the team that Lauren put together, right? No, no, I didn't make it. Okay, I didn't do I that. You had, I thought you had shot with one of the, in one of the events that they had put together. But uh, while I'm talking about that, let me encourage you guys, uh, all of the folks, uh, if you. If you can put together a shooting team in your state, and then you can start entering those folks in uh, in the different events around the state, uh, wearing your Appleseed uniform, shooting as an Appleseed team with uh, uh, with iron sight rifles and surplus ammunition, and showing the folks that uh, what we do at Appleseed really works, uh, then that would be a great idea to help get exposure for the program and to get some more recruits. If they see you guys out there uh, walking the walk with your uh, apple seed uh, uh, uniforms on and uh, and placing and taking trophies and stuff in your state, then uh, that will do a great deal to help promote the program. So I encourage all of you to put together uh, shooting teams for your state and start uh, entering events. All right, well, thank you, Mark, and uh, and happy Veterans Day to you and to all of the rest of the veterans out there. Uh, it's tomorrow, actually, but uh, happy Veterans Day to you tomorrow, and uh, I will see you this weekend. Okay, same to you, Mike, and take care, everybody. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. <clears throat> all right. Uh, like I said, we've got uh, – we've got – uh, Alex had called in saying he wanted to answer the question. And uh, Alex, if you uh, if you're still listening, if you want to call in, I'll put you straight on. And the question was: uh, in the Battle of Saratoga, the Second Battle of Saratoga, there was a uh, a rifleman who's who was asked to do something, and his uh, his marksmanship ability helped change the uh, the course of events of the battle. And by altering the course of the, the events at the battle. He helped alter the uh, events of the war, all right? And uh, so we're looking for who the person was and, and what he did. Uh, so if you call in with that, then uh, then we'll send you a, uh, 
a couple of free uh, Apple Seed Attendance certificates so that you can send, you can uh, give them to somebody that uh, you would like to attend. Or if, you're, if you haven't been to an Apple Seed, you answer the question and uh, we'll send them to you so that you can uh, attend an Apple Seed Rifle Marksmanship event and uh, at no charge. Now, let me remind folks that <clears throat> there uh, are a couple of free categories for Apple Seed attendance. That is uh, law enforcement and active duty guard and reserve. If you're a member of law enforcement, a uh, policeman, a sheriff, a constable, a, uh, a prison uh, law enforcement officer, a sheriff, a state trooper, uh, if you're a FBI, DEA, ATF, any of those organizations, then you can attend an event uh, at no cost. Uh, we're doing that to to give back to those uh, who are helping to safeguard American citizens, uh, our military. We want them to make sure that they can make the shot uh, when it's needed. And we certainly want our uh, civilian law enforcement officers to be able to do the same. If you're a woman or a uh, a child under 21 years of age, then uh, the women can attend for $10 and the kids for 5 That way, uh, if you want to come to an event, if you're a uh, the head of your household, a male head of the household, you want to come to an event and you want to bring your family, we're not going to, it's not going to, if it's you and your wife and your two kids, uh, it's not going to be 280 bucks. It's going to be 70 bucks for you, 10 for your wife, and 5 for each of your kids. Because we want families to attend, we want you guys to uh, to come together as family groups, and you don't have to worry about uh, teaching your kids to shoot. We'll do that for you. All right, you can come and you can have a pleasant time just by being able to shoot yourself, and we'll take over uh, instructing your wife and your kids uh, in rifle marksmanship. All right. to uh, mention a couple of things uh, uh this is uh i don't know what category this goes into you can play you can put it where you want uh, but i happened to be watching tv the other night and uh, and i was searching the programs uh for some revolutionary war show and i put in founding fathers and i came back with a show uh, on the History Channel, entitled Aliens and the Founding Fathers. <laughs> so I ended up watching this show, and uh, first of all, uh, one of the guys had a uh, really fantastic hairdo, but uh, uh, they were talking about uh, how the Founding Fathers, uh, some connection to Aliens and the Founding Fathers. And uh, it... Uh, it was uh, pretty amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to uh, – and listen, before you even go any further, we're not going to take any calls about uh, about aliens or otherworldly things, okay? I'm just mentioning this because it had the Founding Fathers in it because they talked about uh, uh, Jefferson uh, seeing a, uh, a large uh, craft hovering uh, in a field uh, on one of his trips, and about uh, Washington uh, supposedly uh, talking to some green-skinned Indians, I believe he called them, and uh, how the aliens might have altered 
the uh, course of our history by uh, uh, by interacting with the founding fathers. Uh, so <laughs> this is uh, this is pretty uh, pretty out there, but I wanted to mention this because uh, uh, because it does concern the founding fathers. Uh, I don't know how you can. Uh, you can Google this and uh, and look at some of the clips and stuff. I just thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting. Now, interesting. Now, <clears throat> we do have plenty of uh, there are plenty of historical programs that are are pretty uh, pretty interesting and informative to watch, and they have those on the History Channel. And uh, they run a series through every now and then, which is about the American Revolutionary War, and. Uh, I believe it's either 20 or 10 or 12 episodes long, and they go through uh, uh, section by section uh, of different categories that they talk about, like uh, uh, different battles and stuff like that. I think it's very interesting, and I recorded those, and I watch them uh, every now and then to, to help brush up on it. Now, obviously, uh, it's it's like a Revolutionary War history light, you know, kind of like a light beer. It's like light history. But sometimes you will uh, listen to uh, uh, you will listen to to some of the information and, and uh, you'll find some stuff out that you didn't know. Uh, but it is interesting to watch nonetheless. All right, we got another uh, uh, another caller who says he's got a uh, some information here. This is Jimmy. Jimmy, I believe you're from New Mexico, right? Yes, we are, boss. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm surviving, getting ready for the Midland shoot this weekend. So uh had a had a couple of good uh times on the radio down there, uh, KWEL and uh also KCRS plugging the shoot this coming weekend. So hopefully we might have a fairly full line. Well, Midland's but, always uh, been a pretty good uh a pretty good location. Uh you know, they've got a lot of folks there and it's also, uh, you know, Texas is pretty big, and uh, and Midland, the Midland area covers a, a pretty large, uh, a pretty large area out there. So I hope you do, oh, I yeah. do have a good, uh, I hope you have a good crowd there. That's yeah, we're planning on it, and uh, you know, I'm I'm across the border over here in New Mexico, but the thing is, I was raised in Monahans, and my wife was raised in Odessa, so it's home for us. And uh, well, we've got know, the new uh, eighty acres. You know Smokey Briggs, then, right? Uh, no. He's the he's editor. Uh, he runs the the Monahans Press. He puts out the paper okay. there. Okay. Um, I haven't been back in home to meet a bunch of the folks there a long time, but uh, I'm sure I'll be running into him sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, what uh, do you got? Other you thing, you got an important announcement. Yeah, I do. Um, Every year, uh, for the last six years, my wife, Teresa, and I, uh, she's also a blue hat, have uh, helped a project that is, is near and dear to our hearts, and I think you'll understand. It's called Christmas for Our Troops, and uh, oh, yeah. it's based out of Midland there. And uh, our goal this year is 2,500 names and APOs, and we're just we're plugging along, working on it. And uh, our packing day this year is going to be December 7th. Hmm, that falls into history somewhere, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, I just 
you know, I'd like to get everybody, if they could, out there on Appleseed. I was going to put it on the forum somewhere, but I didn't know where. So I uh, figured I'd do it this way. If folks can go to christmasforourtroops.org, all one word, that's the main web page, and on the left side it says addresses. If they'll go down and click that box, they can put in the names and the APOs. And, uh, okay. you know, we're focusing on Afghanistan this year. Uh, still have some troops in Iraq and Dubai and places like that. So if they've got names and APOs over there, get them to us. We need them. Okay, what do you, what you, what are you guys going to do? What's it? Uh, how does the program work? What we do is uh, when you go to the web page, we're 501c3, and uh, we've got drop-off boxes uh, here in Artesia, Roswell, and Carlsbad, New Mexico. We've got about 40 uh, drop-off boxes with the, both the uh, troop list and the canine list on them, and folks donate items to that that are on the list, and then. On packing day, we take and uh, take all of these items and set them up in an assembly line. And volunteers will take a box and they go to each station and they put cards and letters in, and then they go put something else in and each station down. And uh, Smith and Wesson, which we're all familiar with, has stepped up again this year. And uh, I've I've got a beautiful show and tell that I carry with me that gets to go in one of the boxes going overseas, but they have provided, uh, I think it's 2,600 this year, of their tactical SWAT knife. And um, each one of these will go in each box to the troops over there. And what's really beautiful, first off, it's their design that will puncture body armor. The second thing is is the blade right across it on the on the right-hand side says, thank you. And, and, you know, to our troops, from Christmas for our troops and everything. So that's a very special item. I love pulling that out and showing it to folks and saying, hey, you get us a name and an APO, one of these is going in the box. So uh, it's, it's you know, Smith & Wesson, they uh, they don't build uh, cheap stuff. <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's great. Well, is there any other way they can help uh, uh is there any way that folks can donate anything, or uh, is there? How can folks uh, help out the program? Well, they uh, when they go to the website, there we can always take. Uh, you know, there's cash donations uh, here in uh, Southeast New Mexico at Carlsbad National Bank. They've got an account set up, and uh, last year was thirty something thousand dollars in postage. This year we're looking at probably around thirty two thousand in postage. Uh, so cash donations help, but the other thing too is is the items. But the most important thing is is the name and the APO. Uh, we we could gather everything in the world, and uh, without the name and the APO, it it doesn't work. It it's no good. And um, I've you know over the last several shoots and everything, I've got a good supply of the trifolds. So uh, one thing I'm going to do on packing day is every box is going to have a trifold from Appleseed in it. So Perfect. that our kids that are over there, when they come home, they'll be able to look for something else, too, and somebody that supports them. Hey, any way that you can uh, that you can put a AQT in, uh, in there, too? Ooh, now, that would be cool. Um, well, I'll be I've glad to send them to you. You let me know how many you need. If, we'll be glad to send them to you. 
if if you can get them to me, um, I'll get them in the box. I'll get okay. them in the box. Uh, and I was thinking about a red coat in there, but uh, you know, okay. Well, I don't see any reason really we can't. Cool. I don't see any reason we can't do both. No, because you know we've got the space in the box, and they don't take up space. So and uh, then uh, maybe ask them to uh, to take a picture of them shooting it. You know, we can uh, we can get them to send them to us, and we can post them. Cool. Now that is something neat. I can I can get on the computer and see what I can work out for cards to go with them, and we could staple that and the uh, trifold to the AQT and the red coat and get one in each box. That sounds great. That would be cool. That would be. That cool. sounds great. All right, let's do it. I'll write so, that. I'll write that mm-hmm. down here. And you're looking at uh, at 2,500 as your right. uh, mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, okay, it's, uh, our goal, we've always exceeded it. Uh, the the first year that Teresa and I worked with Christmas for Our Troops, we did uh, 240 boxes. The second year, we did uh, 600. And we set a goal of 1,000. And my wife and Scott, who this is his brainchild, they conspired together. And, uh, of course, I consented. I'd, I'd stand on my head and juggle pumpkins for our kids over there. I've You know, being in the Coast Guard, being a disabled vet, uh, too many times that mail call came around and my hands were empty. So, yeah, you know, exactly. to me this is very, very special. And um, we set the goal of a thousand, and Scott and Teresa conspired against me. And uh, <laughs> if we hit a thousand, <laughs> they shaved 25 years of Coast Guard beard and hair off. And we hit 1,232, and I set in the main lobby of Tate Branch Dodge in Artesia, New Mexico, with the newspaper and everybody there, and got shaved. I went totally cue ball. And the uh, second year, they couldn't shave my head, so they conspired against me again and spiked my hair and dyed it red, white, and blue. So uh, there there are pictures of that, by the way, on the website. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, when you do so, this, we'll get it worked out. We'll get the... Uh, We'll get the AQTs and the red coats sent to you, and then make sure you put a. Uh, uh, I don't know if you can do this for. Maybe you can just uh, uh, add it to your thing or something that uh, if they can take a picture of themselves with their with the AQTs that they shot, then uh, then we'll get uh, we'll find a place to 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 gather those all together and put them on the website. That would be cool. That would be great. And. Uh... Uh, I can probably build, uh, work it up on a uh, business card or something that I can print out on the computer or business card size, and we can put that on there and give them an email address and staple it all together. Excellent. So, yeah, that's excellent. Well, I'll put you in touch. I'll talk to the uh, to the folks who can help make this happen so that they can okay. be sending and their, their photographs and stuff straight to uh, – uh, stay to the IT folks, and then, uh, and I know what you're talking about. I want to tell you. I, want, I spent well, many, one, one more I thing spent I want many to years say. overseas. Uh, go ahead. Yep. Well, it was just uh, you know the the guys that do our supply boxes and everything. They're the unsung heroes uh, because I've never had a shoot. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a relatively new shoot boss, but uh, I have never had a shoot come up that the box didn't arrive on time or early. And it, you know, if there was something missing in it, it was noted and why. So, right. you know, the folks that fill those boxes, you know, 
they you know give them a raise. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of the things that we uh, we're trying to do with uh, with folks like you calling in and reminding people that this organization doesn't just run uh, by itself. There are there are people everywhere doing their jobs, and many of them are thankless jobs. Uh, the folks that are listing the shoots, the folks that are doing promotions, the folks that are handling uh, the finances of it, the folks that are packing the boxes. Uh, without the folks packing the boxes, and you don't get the boxes. And uh, there are people That's that right. are doing this every, uh, all of the time, and uh, and uh, they should be thanked because that's a thankless job. And and thank the Lord, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I'll do too is I'll uh, I'll take this knife out and I'll take some pictures of it and I'll PM them to you so you can see. Okay. This this is something that Smith and Wesson does, and um, Hoppy's last year. Uh, no, excuse me, it was Remington uh, donated three pallets of rim oil in the in the small bottles that went in the boxes, and the boar snakes, uh, twenty-two caliber and fifty caliber and thirty caliber boar snakes. Wow. So we we send these these. The one thing that folks can really do is if they go to that website. Go to the letters and read the letters from these, and, and I call them kids. And and on the radio shows and everything I do for it and Appleseed, when I call them kids, people, you know, why do you call them kids? Because I'm an old fart and I can. <laughs> I've been there. Right. So I can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I was saying earlier, is that I understand completely uh, uh, about the – about standing uh, there at mail call, especially when you're overseas and you feel like you're out at the end of the world, you're standing there at mail call, and uh, and they they get through the whole list and he hands out the last letter and you got nothing and it's just uh, yeah. and, and these it's terrible. Will, these kids will suck it up and you know they're a tough marine, they're they're tough seal, they're special forces, they can handle it, and they walk away and they've got this hole the size of a basketball in their chest. Wondering right. if anybody remembers them. And, right, because and every time that best... every time they call your name out, they'll call. It's just like uh, it's like you won the lottery. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, you know. And when when I was on board ship, one of the most perfect packages I got. My brother always used to take and collect all of the Odessa Americans, and put them in a box and send them to me. And those newspapers were one of the most valuable things on board ship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're reading news that's two months old, but <laughs> it's it's there. And you know, when we were we did a uh, couple of weeks back at Walmart here in Artesia, we uh, had boxes set up at both the entrances for Christmas for our troops, and we're talking to folks about it. And a kid came up that was over there, and one of his buddies got one of our boxes, and he was talking about how in the bottom of that box there was one of these small packets, one of these small bags of Reese's Pieces. And that kid made that bag of Reese's Pieces last over a month. Every night he would put one on his tongue and let it dissolve and enjoy it and think of home, and he wouldn't have another one until the next evening. And, and you know, folks, you know, every, I, I know apple cedars, are the greatest people in the world. Just think about how much difference one bag of Reese's Pieces or one bag, 50-cent bag of sunflower seeds means to these kids. 
it's it's priceless to them. Yeah, and you know they can get a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff they can get from the uh, uh, from the pogey bait shops and stuff there that they're running over there the the PX and stuff like that. But I'm I'm going to tell you that that getting a package uh, with even just a uh, uh, a little package of uh, five sticks of gum in it from home. Uh, beats the hell out of going to the uh, the PX and uh, and getting the pogey bait there. It's there's it yeah. tastes different. It means something different. Uh, anytime you have a chance to to interact with some of our American servicemen overseas, then uh, then please take that chance too. And like yeah, I said, we're gonna can, get you hooked you know, up with the uh, we're gonna hit get you hooked up work with the supplies and our, stuff. Our boxes go all the way to the furthest forward operating bases. Uh, they they go as far into country as there is an APO, and uh, you know yeah some folks around here can hit the gee dunk and and get something, but these kids over there, it's it's a whole different world. And just that one box, that one box is precious. And the letters and the cards, if uh, some of the apple seeders want to get together and get the kids to write letters and cards, uh, and they want to PM me, it's real easy. It's J I M I. On, on the forums, if they want to PM me, I'll give them an address that they can mail it to because these kids, this this young man that I talked to, he still had a letter that he got in his box, and that was three years ago. Carries that letter with him today. Whenever he starts getting down, he looks at that letter, and this kid's telling him about their puppy dog, and their dad was in the service, and they appreciate people, and... You you've been there. You're like me. We both understand, and it's it's great to let other people understand what these kids go through. That's why my wife and I. This is this has been our tried and true project for years. Appleseed fills up uh, eleven months of the year, but for actually a month and a half, almost two months, it's appleseed and it's Christmas for our troops. All right. Well, listen. There's another thing that I'm going to get you to mention real quick because. Uh, as part of our, uh, uh, as part of our helping our fellow apple seeders, you also have a uh, uh, a, co- a company that uh, provides uh, long-term storage food. And uh, yes, sir. We'd like for you, we'd like for you to get the information out about that. You give it, you give it to me slowly, and uh, and the call screener will type it into the chat. But uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about what you're doing. Well, one one thing that uh, Teresa and I got involved with uh, years ago, well, actually, it's been about two years now, is uh, it was eFoods, uh, eFoods Global. People will hear them on uh, the radio advertisements and everything else. And uh, we uh, uh, got involved with this and just it, – it, I eat the stuff – Weekly, and when I go to apple seeds, I've got it in there because all you have to do is add water, just like the ads say. You know, you add water, cook it for about 20 minutes, and you got a gourmet meal. And uh, boy, I'd given my eye teeth to uh, to had some of this stuff and everything when I was in the military. <laughs> well, I I, but, I was in a uh, a, a long range reconnaissance patrol unit, so we had. Lerps, and I know that this stuff isn't like Lerps, but I'm telling you the Lerp stuff was was horrible. But the food that you're offering is not, because this is uh, many years later, and you guys, the company has developed a great uh, food program. 
And I encourage everybody to consider that uh, there may be a time in the future when you can't go out and get food and uh, the to have a minimum of a couple of months' worth of food that you can uh, store up in your home that's not going to go bad and uh, that you can have as a buffer to get you through uh, any possible rough times ahead. And uh, and if you're going to buy some, then get some from a fellow apple seeder. So can you give us the uh, – uh, the link to get in touch with you? That's what I'm working on right now. I can't pull it out of my head real quick, but it, it's uh, Desert Eagle Farms, uh, on, and it's now called Go Foods. Um, they, they've changed it uh, for, the, for the people in the eFoods lines and everything. It's called Go Foods. Uh, I do have it on the, uh, on the forum there for the support the uh, apple seeders on the business deal. If they look up Jimmy... Uh, or search that for Jimmy J I M I. It's got a link right to our uh, uh, stuff. And the fastest way I can do it here, if I can just pull up one of my uh, uh, emails here, that's I've got it in my signature on my emails. <laughs> so, isn't that terrible when you sit there and you can't even remember your own website? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just uh, I just pulled up Desert Eagle Farms. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Uh, MyEFoods.com? That's it. Okay. That's it. That's Desert one. Eagle Farms, one word, Desert Eagle Farms dot MyEFoods.com. So that's D-E-S-E-R-T-E-A-G-L-E-F-A-R-M-S dot M-Y-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. And uh, I'll just uh, steal the uh, the address out of here and slap it on the chat. And Unbridled real quick. Liberty just sent me a deal for an APO. If she can email that to me or PM it to me, uh, Unbridled Liberty, I'll get that on the uh, on the mailing list. All right. So you guys, uh, <clears throat> if you have a, a friend or relative who's serving overseas currently. If you can get the information to uh, Jimmy, then he will add it to the list. And what is the uh, – you said that there's a website for this, right? Yes, it's it's real easy to remember. It's it's uh, christmasforourtroops.org. Christmas for Our Troops is all one word. Okay. Christmasforourtroops.org. And uh, if you can get him to the uh, – the address, the APO address, and that's the address that's used for shipping something to the military overseas, then he can get one of the packages that they're building up right now. He can get one of them sent uh, to the person that uh, you give the address for. So if you have a friend or a relative or a, a family member that's serving overseas in Afghanistan right now, then get that address to him, and uh, and he will put together a package and get it sent over there. And uh, we really yeah, appreciate it, what you I'll guys get, are doing. Oh, it's I like I said, it's uh I, I've been there too many times. And uh, you know, the Coast Guard um I won't use the actual phrase that we used to refer to ourselves to, but we were the blank stepchild of the military for the longest time. And uh you know, I've 
I know what it's like. And these kids, I mean, my God, you you read the letters on the website. And I've got them when my wife, Teresa, she makes a lot of the drop-off boxes and everything. And she takes copies of those letters and puts them on there so folks can read what these kids say. And, And one that, you know, Corporal Cox, that letter, it's almost stuck in my mind. I've read it so many times on the radio. And she talks about getting the box and everything, and she mentions on there that there are a lot of kids that don't have families, and these boxes mean the world to them. Because, first off, they're not expecting the box. Second off, they don't know anybody in Midland, Texas. But we found out that the borders for West Texas and New Mexico run from Maine to Hawaii and from Alaska to Key West and beyond. So it's very important to us, and it's I, I love it. Wow. Well, listen, thanks for what you do, Jimmy, and uh, you guys get your addresses, get your APOs, uh, and send them I, I, in one, to... One trivia question Des- for you real quick, Scout. Okay. APO you know. Do you know what FPO is? What an FPO Fox, is. Foxtrot Papa, uh, Foxtrot Papa Oscar. FPO. Huh. I'm not Police sure. Post Office. It's what? It's fleet post office. It's fleet, oh, the fleet post, post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Navy yeah. and Marines. Yeah. Well, we had uh, we we had that typed in uh, right before you said what it was. The uh, the co-host uh, typed that in, so he knew yeah, what it was. Yeah, I know that co-host over there, and I miss him. I got to go visit yeah. him sometime soon. Well, like <laughs> I said, if you guys have a uh, an FPO or a uh, APO, then you send it in to ChristmasForOurTroops.org. And uh, Jimmy and his group, we're going to try and get out uh, the packages so that they all have them. Uh, they all are getting something uh, from folks back here in the uh, in the states to to help show them that we're thinking about them and that uh, and that we appreciate what they're doing. And uh, also, if you are looking at uh, acquiring some food for long term. Uh, for storage to to buffer you for to get you through a rough place uh, in an uncertain future, you can go to www.deserteaglefarms.myefoods.com, and uh, and Jimmy can get you set up with uh, the long term food. Well, listen, I want and to thank one other you. Thing uh, about, I'm gonna okay, go ahead. I'm gonna drop you a uh, PM. Uh, my friend Dave and I. Um, your co-host knows who he is, and and the other instructors out here. He uh, shot a 238 on his first AQT with a lever action 22. So uh, we've got 80 acres down south of Imperial, and need to talk to you about putting in a uh, DAR down there as well. So All that's right. something for in the future. <clears throat> well, let me know what I can do because I'll be glad to help you get it set up. We just need info on how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be glad to give you a hand with that. All right, well, Boss, thank you so much for what you guys you. are doing. And and I want to thank Appleseed because uh, for someone that used to be antisocial, Appleseed has really kind of gotten me out of my shell. My my wife jokes that uh, Appleseed created a monster. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's but good. I love it. All it and took I think was we're going to have a great shoot at Midland. All it took was putting you into contact with the other. Uh, people uh, in the nation who are kind of just like you, right? That's that's it. They, uh, you know, my mom always told me I was slightly odd, uh, 
But, uh, you know, now we've proved it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Jimmy, for what you're doing for the Appleseed Project, for the troops, and uh, good luck with your – uh, with the upcoming shoot in Midland, and good luck with the uh, Christmas for our troops uh, oh, endeavor. All right, these kids, we I do it for all these kids, and I thank you and thank everybody in Appleseed for everybody you do. Have a good night, boss. All right, thank you, sir. Well, that is the uh, that is just a great a great job and uh, a great endeavor. So let me repeat again that any of you guys that uh, that have an APO or an FPO for uh, uh, for any uh, of your friends or family members, uh, uh, loved ones, uh, Afghanistan, anywhere over in the Middle East there, uh, remember uh, org and get the uh, uh, addresses in to Jimmy and uh, his crew there so they can send a package off to them. And we'll also work with him on uh, getting him set up with some uh, red coats and AQTs and trifolds that he can send off uh, with all of those packages too, and get them to take some pictures of themselves over there uh, shooting, holding some impromptu uh, 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 apple seeds and shooting the AQTs, and we'll get those up on the on the website. <clears throat> all right, so uh, a while ago we had uh, uh, Kirk, we had uh, Spit Stickler, <clears throat> saying uh, that uh, there was a uh, a specific rifleman, and he was uh, he was at the uh, the second battle of Saratoga, and he did something that uh, helped change the course of the battle, and in doing so helped alter the course of the war. And we asked you guys to call in if you knew the answer, and uh, uh, Alex called in. And I didn't get a chance to get him on uh, and said he knew the answer. And uh, if you want to call back in, you're welcome to. But I'm I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you knew what the answer was, or otherwise you wouldn't have called. And, uh, Alex, if you can get me your uh, address, you can PM it to me, or, uh, then uh, I'll be glad to send you the uh, uh, this free certificate for you to uh, – either for you to use or for you to uh, give out to uh, you know, one of your friends or family members, et cetera, so that uh, you can get the benefit of that. So, Alex, you can uh, PM me on the forum, Scout, or you can email me at uh, Scout, one word, R-W-V-A-R-A-N-G-E-S-C-O-U-T at gmail.com. All right, and uh, I'll be glad to hook you up with those uh, free certificates. All right, well, to answer the question, uh, the fellow's name was Timothy Murphy, all right? Uh, On June 29, 1775, this was right after the, the start of the Revolutionary War, Timothy Murphy and his brother John both enlisted uh, as part of the Northumberland County Riflemen. Uh, and this was specifically – they specifically joined Captain John Loden's company. Now, their unit saw action uh, in the Siege of Boston, which, remember, was the beginning of the American Revolutionary War there. You had the April 19th events, uh, which occurred at Lexington, then at the North Bridge in Concord, and finally along Battle Road back to Boston. Once they got to Boston, 
they uh, they sewed up all of the British troops in Boston, and uh, they kept them there for almost a year. That actually was, yeah, I think for just about a year they kept them sewn up in this the uh, city of Boston. Then they uh, Murphy and his brother fought in the Battle of Long Island, and uh, they skirmished through Westchester. After all of this, Murphy was promoted to the rank of sergeant in the Continental Army's 12th Pennsylvania Regiment. He fought at the Battles of Trenton and at Princeton. You remember those battles? Those were the battles that ending up ended up altering the course of the American Revolutionary War also. Because until the Battles of Trenton and Princeton, uh, that was at the end of uh, 1776, it seemed like the... It seemed like the war was heading uh, for uh, for disaster. Uh, we had been consistently uh, run out of one state after another, and the winter was long and hard. There was no food, no money uh, for the troops uh, as the enlistment uh, of the troops ran out. They were leaving and going home. And finally, uh, at the very end of the year, they uh, they fought the battle at Trenton and the battle at Princeton, and they managed to achieve uh, tremendous victories uh, at those, and thereby giving a shot in the arm to the American Revolutionary War, and uh, and helping to re-energize it and. Uh, and start a completely, uh, a completely new ball game. All right, Murphy was an expert marksman, and uh, which means, uh, and an expert marksman at the time was defined as being able to hit a seven-inch target at 250 yards. Let me repeat that for you: a seven-inch target at 250 yards. Now, you guys who have had your uh, IMC, you should be able to do the. Uh, the math on that, and determine uh, what that mean, what they were shooting there. All right, <clears throat> a seven-inch target at 250 yards. Now this is with a uh, a black powder rifled barrel. This wasn't the musket. It wasn't the smoothbore. It was a actual rifled barrel, <clears throat> but it was still a black powder rifle. You pour in a certain amount of uh, gunpowder. You push the projectile down on top of it. Then you uh, pull back the hammer and pour some gunpowder into the flash pan. Then you shut the flash pan, put the hammer to full cock. When you squeeze the trigger, it causes the hammer to go forward, and the hammer is a piece of metal with a rock screwed into it, okay? a rock screwed into it. You squeeze the trigger and the hammer goes forward and the rock hits another piece of metal and causes a spark to be directed in the flash pan, which ignites a charge, which goes through a tiny hole into the barrel to ignite the main charge. Okay? This is... uh, (laughs) This is a very... uh, a very slow and messy way of doing what we now do today with uh, metallic cartridges and uh, uh, CNC machined uh, equipment and uh, computer control loading, etc. 
And yet, they were still able to consistently, and we're not talking about accidentally hitting a target, a 7-inch target at 250 yards. We're talking about hitting it over and over, hitting it every time you're asked to hit it. Okay, because of this skill, in July of 1777, this led Murphy to joining Daniel Morgan's newly formed Sharpshooter Corps. Later that year, he was selected as one of 500 hand-picked riflemen to go with General Daniel Morgan to upstate New York to help stop General John Burgoyne and the British Army. As the battles around Saratoga raged, the British, having pushed back, were being rallied by Brigadier General Simon Fraser. Now, this is the second battle of uh, Saratoga, also called the Battle of Bemis Heights. <clears throat> As the battle raged, uh, the folks, the uh, British regulars were being rallied by Gen- Brigadier General Simon Fraser on horseback. <clears throat> now, at the time, Benedict Arnold had not, not yet committed his treason, and he was working there with the uh, Continental troops. Uh, he rode up to General Morgan. He pointed at Fraser and told Morgan that the man was worth a regiment. He's talking about Fraser because Fraser was rallying the troops. Morgan called on Murphy and said, that gallant officer is General Fraser. I admire him, but it is necessary that he should die. Do your duty. Murphy climbed to a nearby tree, took careful aim at the extreme distance of 300 yards, and fired four times. The first shot was a close miss. The second grazed the general's horse. And with the third, Frazier tumbled from his horse, shot through the stomach. General Frazier died that night. All right? With his fourth shot, as British senior officer Sir Francis Clerk, General Burgoyne's chief aide-de-camp, galloped onto the field with a message. Murphy fired again. The shot killed uh, Francis Clerk instantly. Murphy also fought at the Battle of Middle Fort in 1780. All right. That is the answer. Now, we're not talking about... uh, uh, a scoped rifle on a bench uh, firing uh, hand-loaded uh, precision uh, ammunition. We're talking about uh, a flintlock rifle. Not only that, this was not just an ordinary rifle. Either. This was a double-barreled flintlock rifle. Okay, He had two barrels uh, independent of each other. And he fired at 300 yards, all right, 300 yards, and killed the two top men in the battle. Because of that, uh, because of that action, the uh, Continental troops ended up winning the battle. All right, that's the answer, Timothy Murphy. And uh, if you'd like to read more from him, just uh, Google the name and uh, and look it up. All right, we want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Uh, and we want to remind you that next Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Central, we'll have uh, Sheriff Richard Mack on the show. So uh, please be sure and tune in there. Sheriff Richard Mack has done a great job over the last few years for promoting uh, constitutional law. And uh, I know that you'll be 
happy to hear him speak, and you can call in and uh, if you have questions for him. All right, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks everybody tonight, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you uh, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. All right, good night, good bye, everyone.